So what's up? Uh, you know, there's um there's a new Saw movie coming out, so I've been kind of, you know, melting my brain with that for the last week. Uh, uh you know, I, I, I was watching your letterbox and I was thinking, maybe it's time for me to watch the Saw movies. Maybe it's time for you to watch the Saw movies. The thing about- I've seen, so- I've seen, I've seen the first and what was at the time the final chapter before they made Jigsaw and then whatever- What's this new one called? Uh, Spiral uh, c- colon from the Book of Saw, I believe. Okay, so they're they're no longer calling it Saw. They're just calling it. They're just giving it a bunch of spinoff names. Yeah, there's gonna be Spiral this time. Maybe the next one will be called like you know, Puppet. yeah, Puppet in the tradition Billy. of the franchise. Door Gun, maybe uh, Plexiglass Head Cube. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Saw is that. They are movies which I think were really kind of misrepresented to me over the years, right? Because in in contemporary reviews of Saw, as they were coming out for, you know, seven years in a row, I always heard two things about them. The first was sort of the larger cultural standpoint on Saw, right? Which is that, oh, you know, these movies, they're they're torture porn, whatever, they're just Mm -hmm. violence, like they suck ass. And then the opinions of people I was friends with, which were like, oh, these movies are great, like, the traps are so much fun, oh, it's, it's, it's great, you get to see people get torn apart. But I don't think that really either of those represent what those movies are. You're a Saw-centrist. I'm a Saw, well, I'm a Saw, like, like, like you know when you talk about games and you talk about, like, ludology versus narrati- narrativeology, where it's, like, the experience of play versus the experience of the narrative? I, yeah, sure, the, the ludonarrative, whatever, sh- ludonarrative distance. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera, all that shit I paid money to learn at a university. Um, I, I, I think that, like... I am I am completely into the narrative of Saw because it's not something anyone ever talks about. The narrative of those movies is absolutely bonkers bananas, like just completely off the rails at a certain point. I um I watched these I watched all 8 of them like basically back to back in a week because I wanted to write an article about them, right? And uh, w- once I once I sink my teeth into something like that, it's like okay, I have to do this, or my brain will not leave me alone about it. And so I watched them all in just gray matter leaking out of my ears by the end, because <laughs> like not to spoil not to spoil Saw, but but Jigsaw beefs it in in Saw three. Like like yeah, he he, dies. he fucking dies. And the thing about Saw is that he he stays dead. Like, they don't bring him back to life, but they immediately realize how much they fuck up because Tobin Bell's the best part of those movies, so all the films from there on have, like, flashbacks, flashbacks yep. inside of flashbacks, retcons inside the flashbacks, inside the flashbacks. It is... <laughs> it's nuts. It's so good. Once you get to Saw 5, Saw 5 is literally... An hour and a half of unparsable lore dumping exposition just for the sake of retconning a character into Saw 1 through 3. Like, that movie is so bizarre. The traps have no bearing on it whatsoever. They are completely disconnected from the larger experience of the film. And so, my week uh, for the last week or so has been kind of like 
a, a stop, start, wake and bake, honey, it's time for your 4 p.m. saw viewing, like a mixture of me waking up, watching a saw, writing, going to class in the evening, watching another saw, and going to bed. So I am, uh, I'm going to go see Spiral in theaters. I, I want to see what kind of uh, uh, nonsense Chris Rock and Samuel L. get up to in that movie. Yeah, because the thing about that one is that, like, Jigsaw's going after the cops in that one, right? Yeah, this one's going to be personal. I bet the uh, I bet the politics of this film are going to be great in 2021. I bet the... Um, like, like, the Saw franchise, from what I understand, already has pretty bad politics. It's extremely pro-cop. Uh, the thing about the Saw franchise is that it has a view of the world where you're one of three people. You're either a police officer, a victim, or a bad guy, and that's it. There's no in between. <laughs> What's Jigsaw? Uh, bad guy. <laughs> but it rules. What's Billy? Uh, gay little puppet who I love to see. <laughs> that's the fourth That's the fourth type of guy, only achievable by a small number. Jigsaw and Brahms from The Boy are the only two members of that in, in Saw Universe. The Saw puppet's so fucking funny. It's so good. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that scene in the, the how the, how... Is it Saw Seven, the final chapter? The, which what it's I, they call it Saw Three D, which makes it impossible to remember which one it is. It was originally called Saw Three D, but then when they realized it was the last one, they like renamed it to Final Chapter, or it is also known as Final Chapter. Gotcha. I just that that movie just with the cold open in the mall of the fucking. I'm, I'm curving from your review with this, but the Chris Angel ass like glass. Oh, case that's display. um, that's is that final chapter? Yeah, it is. It I, is. I, I'm confusing it with the Jigsaw, which is the actual last one. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, final chapter, which and starts then, with then, the uh, the, the cuck trap. With that and yeah. then just fucking like it's in the middle of a crowded mall, and it's just like these like this like luminescent white area all around, and like. The, I had never seen that. That was my first Saw movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hell of a and start. And I just I'm watching that, and then all of a sudden, little Billy the puppet on a tricycle rolls around <laughs> the corner, and I just fucking. It's lose so it. fucking funny. The part in that movie, like the thing, my favorite part about Final Chapter is they just give up, and like the violence no longer has any rhyme or reason to it. None whatsoever. So you, you, you get the scene where a bunch of skinheads for yeah, no reason. Yeah, you... I'm not complaining. <laughs> get the part where the machine gun pops up and just mows all these cops down it's so fucking funny oh my god chester bennington was one of the skinheads wasn't he uh yeah he was the he was the one in the car seat i think that's maybe the best part of that movie that that entire thing is just like hey we're gonna torture some nazis for about five minutes y'all y'all have fun and and i said yes i will thank you yes i will and i will also laugh my ass off at this dream sequence where a killer go-kart blows this woman up source engine gibbs style <laughs> God, I for i've forgotten so much of that movie all i remember about that movie is the the way that the, the way that the chris angel glass case ends and uh -huh. the jake saw and the the nazi skinhead car explosion time highly recommend watching through those films yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I think, God, I will, if you're around, I will absolutely join in, because uh, melting my brain once was not enough. I am ready to experience the hashtag Saw I would Saga. Be start I would be starting at Saw 2, because I have recently seen Saw 1. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about rewatching it before the new one comes out, because that's like, like, as much as I love how goofy those movies get, Saw is like the quote-unquote good one, right? Like, the first one. I, I think it's a lot of fun. yeah. Is 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 Spiral like a direct sequel to that one? Like in the same way that like uh, uh, twenty eighteen Halloween was a direct sequel to I Halloween. 
I don't know. I haven't watched any trailers for Spiral or like looked it up at all, but <clears throat> what I do know is that Chris Rock produced the film and he's apparently a huge fan of the franchise. And they also got a Darren Lynn Boosman who did the uh who directed Saw Two, Three, and Four to huh. come back for it. So I think it's gonna have a little bit of that stank on it, you know, like a little bit of that classic, you know, edge lord hot topic kind of saw stank going. But uh, sure. I guess we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, you say Edgelord Hot Topic stank, like the, like, Saw 5, I can't remember if it's 5 or 6, but, like, as if the ones not directed by that guy are the ones without the, are the one, as if the ones not directed by that guy aren't the ones with the shotgun carousel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's, uh, that's, that's 6, which is maybe the best one. Oh, God. I, th- I think I might have to watch these movies now. <laughs> I think you may have to watch these movies. See, that was my plan all along. September. Yes. Coming to, co- coming, to the, coming to you this fall. September, right into Schlocktober. September. That was my uh, that was my Trojan horse. Came on here to talk about a genuinely scary uh, British ghost movie, and instead I am only here to talk about the Saw franchise. Straight straight up, I... I, I... <laughs> This is, an, this is an offer that I'm making to you. I'm just throwing... This is me throwing my hat all the way over the fence. I want you to come back for Softember. Every episode. Like how we have Blair on for every absolutely, episode of Absolutely, absolutely. I will, I will show up on this podcast as much as you want me to. <laughs> You're going to be hearing me on this show until you like it. <laughs> okay, well we spent 10 minutes in the cold open talking about Soft, so we should probably get into the fucking we should... podcast. everyone it's your number one seven years before the Blair Witch Project podcast uh, I'm Sarah and I'm joined this week by a friend of the podcast Ryan hello I'm here I'm a friend of the show uh very excited to finally be on this honestly I, I yeah I'm, been... I'm like thinking back and like I, I I'm very surprised like we've only became like close friends over the past like five or so months yeah but like yeah I like I'm still surprised that I haven't had you on this podcast before. Yeah, like, it's well, well, you know, I, I gotta gotta work up to it. Really, uh, really come out swinging with with a uh, with a banger on this one. I think. Um, I I, I think yeah. I think the whole genesis of this was that we were playing Jackbox one night, and uh, the Predator came up as an answer for something, and we were talking about the Predator, and I was like. You know, uh, it's kind of like a slasher movie with an alien in it, and you were like, "Oh, you should come on Fear Baiting, and we should talk about it." And I said, "Great." And then, like a month ago, I watched this film, Ghost Watch, for the first time, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, I am gonna bring this to Fear Baiting and just come in swinging on this podcast because, good God, this fucking movie, huh? Yeah, but before we get into it, we have to do our we have to do our housework, which is to Ryan introduce yourself, tell the audience about yourself, what your history with horror movies is. Do you have a favorite subgenre, mm. a favorite horror movie per snaps? Mm-hmm. Go for it. 
I hi uh, as we mentioned I'm Ryan I do I do podcasts I do reviews of movies and shit like that on the internet my my history with horror is that I was basically a monster kid right um I was raised in a house where my mom owned every Stephen King book ever written right and so mm. I had that kind of like um you know tertiary exposure exposure just to like the concept of horror from a very early age and um you can kind of like track my evolution like i got really into um scooby-doo as a kid then from there i got really into goosebumps and from there it was like you know uh reading reading these like novelizations of horror films that my library had and then like scary stories to tell in the dark I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't clock until, like, I had novelizations of movies as a kid. Like, I, I read, like, the Fantastic Four film novelization, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, back to front count, uh, uh, a number of times. I did not realize that there were, like, those for horror movies. Well, it, it's it's kind of a, kind of being generous about it, right? Because when I was in elementary school, they had these books, which were essentially, like, picture books, right? Like, like, like a medium-level reading picture book but they were picture books of like famous classic horror movies like frankenstein the blob um you know uh, uh body snatchers and shit like that like 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 really low-key you know like early 50s like horror movies that have been kind of picture bookized and um i i think i think what i'm getting at here is that i don't remember a time in my life when like spooky shit and horror and monsters and Halloween and that kind of stuff was not like an intrinsic part of my being. Right. It Mm -hmm. is, it it is something I've always had an interest in. And with horror films specifically, um, they were, they were something I never had a lot of access to as a kid because my parents weren't like the kind of type who would just let me watch like a Friday the 13th or like a nightmare on Elm street. Right. And so, um, When I started getting into movies, uh, the first one of the first R-rated films I saw was The Shining, and then after that, <laughs> I like got really into like weird body horror stuff because I was like, oh, I have to find like the the creepiest shit, you know? I have to be like, and a... also, and also, you were, and also, you were trans. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have to be like sickos. <laughs> PNG watching these films, and so, um, and so, I would find like you know, ten weirdest horror films, and that's how I got into like Videodrome. Uh, like how I found like Tetsuo the Iron Man, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, got really into John Carpenter and all that. But uh, th- there's there's just so much, right? And um, yeah, I think uh, I-, I think when talking about like a a genre of horror film, I uh, you know, sort of gravitate most towards. Um, like I said, I really like body horror stuff just because I think it's cool. Like the Thing, uh, Videodrome, The Fly. Um, I like really kind of dreamy stuff like Suspiria. Uh, but in terms of stuff I really relish and that really scares me, um, not really a genre, but I really like stuff where it feels like there is kind of a overbearing, uh, I would say, cosmic sense of like dread about it, right? And um, mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons I like Ghostwatch is because it is one of those movies, right? It is a film about a you know TV crew who uh, starts this kind of goofy like Halloween ghost investigation and ends up stumbling into like something which is so uncategorizably evil that it just goes horribly for everyone involved, right? And, um, have you seen Coherence? I have not seen Coherence, no, but I know that y'all you speak should. very highly of it on this podcast. Yeah, it's I, I only mention that because like the, the overwhelming sense of cosmic dread in that is like uh-huh. palpable. Like yeah. it's it 
like it's like fucking like it's fucking wild thornberries movie ass like scratch and sniff levels of <laughs> sensible i love that but yeah like uh, this like chains the original chainsaw massacre is something like that uh blair witch uh, a lot of found footage stuff really scares me i think um i know that on the list y'all maybe talked about watching the curse uh some point this week or like this month that that movie is just like evil <laughs> like that movie is just like bad vibes for an hour and a half oh Naroy? yeah Naroy the curse um oh i i i still that's that's still like that, that that's gonna be like mm-hmm. that'll be like uh our episode 250 or something hell yeah that is a really good like uh follow-up to ghost watch i think but no um I like it all, right? I I I'm, I love horror. It's my favorite genre to interact with, and um, you know I really like the original Alien, uh, the original Suspiria, Blair Witch, Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Saw Six, <laughs> all the classics. <laughs> the classics. Yeah, totally, totally. All right. Uh, well, we should get into Ghost Watch. Yeah, let's fucking go. Let's fucking Which... go. The thing is, I I went into Ghostwatch kind of expecting like I like from what I, I knew about Ghostwatch in that like I knew what it was uh-huh. like the like the 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 modern day I uh, uh, War of the Worlds type thing. Sure, totally. Um, but also in my head, I had somehow co opted it with like. In my mind, this was also like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place levels of like it wants you to uh, th- of like. It wants you to think that it is, right? Like, it starts out and it has this very, uh, you know, like, cheesy, second-rate Unsolved Mysteries vibe to it. And it's yeah. it's all in service of lowering your guard uh, further and further until the first moment where you realize shit has gone incredibly wrong in this film. And it just goes from there, right? I um, yeah. I I watched this for the first time, kind of like you, not knowing much about it. Uh, I knew what it was, that it was this... Um, you know, uh, found, like, like mock documentary uh, TV special on the BBC starring real BBC commentators that a lot of people thought was real. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I don't scare easily. I've heard this is really scary. Let's check it out. And so I sat down with a glass of wine and an hour and a half later, I was scared to leave my bedroom. Like truly, <laughs> truly, uh, this movie shook me the first time I saw it. This movie's fucking scary. It's it's so fucking scary, right? Like, Ghostwatch is a film that I think, like, if you're not on board with extremely slow burn movies, you probably won't like it. Because what this movie does is it spends a full hour just lining up these dominoes so slowly and so methodically that you don't even know it. And then for the last half hour, it knocks them over so fast that it just blows you off your ass. Not right? only, and not only does it knock them over, it also reveals like, <laughs> hey, 30 minutes ago, we knocked over one of these dominoes. And yeah. You didn't even fucking know. Yeah, you didn't even see it. Right. I, this movie is so like, like, like what I noticed on the first watch and something I really kept out for for the second watch was that this movie is so good at like misdirecting you. Right. Like it's a magician's trick where there is Classic. there is so much happening with this movie where you get all these characters like saying what they think of the haunting, what they think about ghosts, like is it real, is it not real, like what's responsible, and none of it 
is really getting at the heart of it because everybody gets a little bit of the puzzle, right? Like everyone has a piece of this puzzle, but they can't, right. they can't see it. We it's can like see saw it. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like saw two. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, this movie ends with the camera crew going down and finding a big pit of needles. Uh, no, but, um, but like, it, it's like the dramatic irony of that. All these people are wrong about what is happening here, but they all have some like, piece of the truth and they can't see it but we can see the whole program like we get the whole picture and once you've like put it together and had it clicked in your mind it's too late to do anything about it right like the moment you realize what's going on here like it just snaps shut on you and oh oh my god it's so good it's like like the end of saw one like the end of saw one yeah yeah game over (laughs) this movie should have ended with the ghost coming out and saying game over and shutting the uh shutting the door (laughs) I mean, that basically happened. It kind of does. Yeah, it kind of does, and it kind of rules. But, but we should get into it from the jump, because uh, we we open with Ghost Watch. And, like, you, you said Unsolved Mysteries ass, and, like, even down to, like, the, the title that, like, mm-hmm. the, like, the wibbly-wobbly font that, like, comes into focus on the screen as it, like, you know, yeah. as, as, like, you know, the, the like, you're, you're playing the Bat, you're playing the Batman Arkham Asylum minigame where you have to, like, match the frequency, and it's, like, the, <laughs> you've got, you've got the, you finally get the frequency in line, and it says Ghost it Watch. It says Ghost Watch, yeah, and it's cool as hell. I, I would love to have a ghost watch t-shirt like honestly well good news oh. red bubbles got your ass red bubbles got me thank god maybe uh maybe after the show huh yeah look under your seats uh we've given you all free ghost watch t-shirts <laughs> look under the seats i've doxed you i know your address well, you, i haven't doxed you you've been doxed i have your address check under your seat you've got a you've got a ghost watch shirt <laughs> uh. um so we we open with um our our main presenter whose uh, name I didn't write down. Funny, we, we stu- I wrote down every single person's name except for this guy's for some reason. I've got you. I'm I'm on Letterboxd. I'll look it up. And this guy is again like, um, a real BBC presenter. This is Michael Parkinson. And um, yes, this Mikey. this show uh, began with a like disclaimer that it was like li- like not a disclaimer, but it came with an introduction in the original broadcast. That I think made it somewhat clear that it was like a fictional thing, but I think, like, it's so right. E- this is like this is like bookended with like things that make it clear that this is a production. Like you get the mm-hmm. you've got like the thing at the opening that's like a just like a text of like this was presented as real, and then the thing at the end of there's like a credits rolling, which yeah. you wouldn't have gotten on the live broadcast. Yeah, but when people watch this, uh, I think a lot of people tuned in after that like opening promo for it. And and thought it was real because so many of these people are real, right? Like Michael Parkinson, the reporter Sarah Green, Craig Charles, Mike Smith. Um, right. The, it, it would just be like it, the, the, like the 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 U.S. equivalent of like turning on your TV and like Wolf Blitzer is doing a ghost thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. But um, we we get this kind of like introduction where well, I should um, say Wolf Blitzer because Wolf Blitzer is like in. The thing is that Wolf Blitzer is the number one. We need a television new. We need an American TV news uh, man to cameo in this movie of ours. Sure, totally. Maybe maybe, An- maybe Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Cooper is what I was gonna say. Yeah, but yeah. um, the 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 conceit of this movie, which is very kind of like play this trite at the beginning, is that it, it's Halloween night and the BBC is doing an investigation into um, a house on Fox Hill Drive which is quote the most haunted house in the UK, right? Like that's that's basically the basic setup, but it just keeps kind of building up from there as we go. Mhm. 
So we, we meet we meet um our, our major players. We meet Michael, the main presenter. We meet Dr. Lynn Pascoe, who's sitting opposite Michael on the couch fielding the phone call. She's uh she's like a paranormal specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet Mike Smith, uh, he's, he's helping man the phones and Mike Smith is married to Sarah Green, who is on site and she's going to be the one going inside the house. Um, we meet, uh, Pam and, uh, who, li- who's one of the residents of Fox Hill Drive and her two daughters, uh, Kimmy and, uh, it's not Samantha. It's, uh, uh what is it? it? It might be, um, hold on. Let me check here. Uh, it's something with Suzanne. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we also meet a couple other minor players who show up. We meet Craig Callum, who is like a, uh, uh, kind of like a, he's like having a bit of a laugh of it. Uh, he's, he's, uh, everyone's like all dressed up nicely and he's like, he's rocking an NFL, uh, uh, Chicago Bears, uh, jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks, looks fresh. Yeah, it looks pretty fresh. Like there's uh there's some pretty good 90s styling in this movie. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet Alan, who's like the the guy in charge of the tech, uh, and we we get like a bit of a rundown of what's going on in the house. There's like a remote video camera in every room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah will be in the building with uh, with with her with her cameraman and her audio guy, uh, and then there's also like we we see the infrared camera, and there's also like an exterior studio where uh, Pam is to sit. Pam, the mother, is to sit while her kids are chilling in the house. Yeah, it's like Phasmophobia, the movie, right? Like, all this yeah. setup with this equipment and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, the very first thing we see is, like, this prior footage of Fox Hill Drive that's, like, the, these two girls that are going that are going to bed, they turn off the light, and then some spooky shit happens. There's, like, some thumping, uh, like, a lamp explodes, and then Pam, Pam the mom comes in and gets the two kids out of the bed, and is like, come on, girls, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's mm-hmm. go, 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 go. So have you seen, uh, you, you've seen Conjuring 2, right, maybe? I've not. You've not? Okay, so both this and um, Conjuring 2... Oh, wait, yes, yes, sorry, yes, I've seen, I've seen The Conjuring 2, yes. This, yeah. is like, this is like the exact same house in Conjuring 2. Yeah, 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 both this and The Conjuring 2 are based on the real-life um, ghost story of the infield poltergeist, uh, which is <laughs> the, um, the poltergeist where, uh, you know, there were two girls being haunted, uh, the tapping and all that kind of stuff, but I think... Um, Ghostwatch is like a little bit of a looser adaptation of that story, and I think Conjuring Two maybe as well, but I haven't seen the film. But um, both both this and that film are pulling from the same like like source text, right? And um, right. This uh, this right. this this footage of these girls in this bedroom is so good because it's it it, it intentionally like uh does something that this movie is really good at which is like making it so it's very hard to believe what you're seeing, right? Like you see this you see this footage, right? And like stuff is being thrown, uh, things are happening, but the stuff is obviously being thrown from, like, out of frame, right? Like, the noises are coming from some unknown source. You could really easily say that, like, oh, it's faked, you know, oh, someone's someone's out the camera throwing this. And uh, this movie does that a lot, where it gives you this stuff that's, like, really easy to dismiss from both your perspective and the perspective in-universe, and then it's, like, actually, motherfucker, what was scary about that was the thing that you weren't paying attention to at all. Right, it's the classic. It's the classic. It's the classic misdirection, the magician's yeah. trick. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so so we we get this footage right, and uh, what what uh what happens after this? Well, what happens after that is like the we get the we just get the rundown of like everyone involved in the whole thing. We meet you know the mm-hmm. the whole cast that I just ran down, um, 
And so Sarah goes in and joins the girls for some apple bobbing, and they go back to the the set for uh, to take a call. And a caller is like, "Hey, uh, in that footage at the start, I saw a spooky man. There was a there was a scary man in that footage." And they're like, uh, "Can you like talk to one of our operators, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can scrub back to that footage in the in the." In the um, mm-hmm. in the we'll, we'll we'll take a we'll take a look back at this. But now we have to go back to that. We have to go back to the house, and it's just Sarah bobbing for apples. Have you ever bobbed for apples before? Yes, once. I didn't like. I always hear about that for like Halloween, but I I I I just have never believed it's something that people actually do. Right? Like it. I don't know. I, it may have been a thing people used to do, but also like I'm thinking about it now, and like. Mm-hmm. Man, I would love to just, like, dunk my face in a tank full of other people's spit. Yeah, uh, you know, after we're all vaccinated, we're going to get together and do some apple bobbing. Been waiting over a year at this point. Just got to sink my chompers into those apples. Big, right. uh, you know, cross that one off the bucket list. But um, I don't know. Yep. It, it, it's just one of those tropes of Halloween stuff that I think is, like, both a little outdated at this point and just something I never had exposure to. So it's always funny to me seeing it in movies because I'm like, yeah, damn, they're, they're fucking going for it, huh? Yeah, but, uh, the they th- are going for it. The thing about Sarah is that she hopes that she's better at finding ghosts than she is bobbing for apples. Yeah. And then as if on cue, there's a thumping in the house and uh Oh, what could that be? The ghost is here, but then it turns out to just be, um, Craig, the 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 Chicago Bears guy, uh, having a laugh, wearing a, a shitty werewolf. He's wearing like a werewolf bar mitzvah ass costume. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. He's like, oh, I wanted to get a four letter word out of you, but I got a five letter one. Beast, B E A S T. He has this like really interesting over enunciation on that line delivery that I love. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, they, Craig, Craig's like, sorry, I just wanted to make sure that we got, like, a ghost. If we, if, if, you know, the, uh, the producer is like, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that, like, if, if, if nothing happened, we want yeah. to get, like, some kind of scare. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen, you know, it's gonna be fine. Uh, they're just gonna call the bus and go home for the evening. And then we get a bit of a history of what the girls have been through at Fox Hill, which is that one night there was a thumping that they all heard and the mom was like, oh, that's just the pipe because like, you know, indoor heat, um, uh, uh central heating. Yeah. And then the girls just started calling the ghost pipes, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a delightfully spookums. It's name. so spooky. It's so spooky. Like, um, I think, uh, I think this is a good part to mention that, um, one of the, my favorite parts about this movie is how mm-hmm. well the actress who plays the mom conveys, like, the grief of her situation, right? Like, right. um, th- this, this movie is so real. It's, like, more real than real at times with how, you know, just normal everything seems, and her, like, having these moments where she finds this hard to talk about, where she's obviously, like, on edge the entire time, it, it, it's such a good performance from, um, Brid Brennan, I believe her name is, who plays uh, the mom Pamela Early. Brid? Brid. Brid. Thank you, Brid Brennan. Yeah, I think that's it. B-R-I-D, from what I can tell. Thank you, Brid Brennan. I'm sorry about your fake goth sister. I'm sorry about... Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she, she's uh, she's great in this movie. Yeah. Um, we, uh, and now the girls say Pipes is here whenever they hear the ghost. Um, and we see that Kimmy drew a picture of Pipes and it looks great. 
I love this part. I love this part because they 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 show this like it's been they've already built up this ghost a little bit, right? And um they sh- right. they finally show this drawing to the camera and it's like a it's like a clown drawing, right? It's like this dude right. with like a red nose, like a like a red eye and the kid is describing him and and uh, Sarah's like, "Oh, you've seen him." And the kid just goes, "Yeah, he's disgusting. Like he's a disgusting man." <laughs> so fucking funny oh my it's god good. he's he's a disgusting little ghost you can put a disgusting guy anywhere is the thing uh yeah, exactly but um i i think i think after this is when we get back to the um and you know this this movie takes a while like this is a real slow burn we're probably already like like 15 if not almost 20 minutes into this at this point right, right. um uh, well there's a, there's a, in addition to the picture of pipes uh they they uh, show like a uh, one of Suzanne's journals where there's like mm-hmm. spooky writing that yeah. was not by her and i i just made note of that because on the opposite page you can very clearly see so a man drawn with a penis yeah this one's interesting right because uh, we, we get a little ambiguity uh, about this later in the movie with the drawings, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is, like, pipes or if this is, like, her, right? And um, it, it's it's interesting, you know? I don't know how I feel about the dick-out drawing in this, though. It's a little much, I think. I, I thought it was funny. It's a little funny, yeah. Um, uh, Pipes got pipe. Pipes got pipe. I don't like thinking about that is the thing. Bad, bad to imagine. Like, first of all, imagine, like, living in your home, like, living in your apartment, and you know that it's haunted, and then you actually see the ghost one day, and it's just, like, pack and schmeet. Like, what do you do at that point? Like, how does that affect your relationship to this? I mean, I'm I'm getting I'm getting pipes as pipe. You, like, I I don't think I want pipes as pipe. I'll be honest. I'm okay, good. okay. If it's if it's specifically pipes, probably not. Uh-huh. But like, if the ghost has Schmied, I'll take it on a case by case basis. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's up in the air. It's uh, it's uh, it's been a long quarantine, right? Like, if the, if this go if this ghost wants to murder me, I'm probably not going for it. But like, if this ghost wants to like just bang some pots and pans and wake me up every once in a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. I'll you take know, that. it's equivalent exchange, right? The ghost gets to cause some mischief, and you get to see like a big, uh, translucent get... schlong. I guess I don't know. You get some. You get some ectoplasm down your throat. <laughs> Great, that's the high C ecto cooler. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> um. And then, so they go back to the studio and they're like, hey, we got that footage from the beginning of the, oh, we got that footage from the beginning. Yes, this part is so good. I like, I like heard you go like, oh shit, during this, or like, Jesus Christ or something. <laughs> yeah. This, this part is so good because what happens is, um, they, they roll the, uh, footage of the, um, the, the, the bit of the kids in the bedroom back and it, nothing is changed, but as they roll it forward, you notice that there is 100% a dude standing behind the curtain in this footage and yes not to not to spoil it but that was not there when you see this footage the first time like that is uh. that is added into this and then when they roll it and there's very clearly a dude standing there and when they roll it back again a second time the dude is still there but less noticeable than the first time they play it so this movie uh-huh. is actively fucking with stuff you have already seen or heard in order to right. catch you off guard and it's it's gaslighting it's gatekeeping and it's girl bossing it is girl bossing i do i would qualify sarah green as a girl boss um mm-hmm. uh pipes gaslight uh 
Mondo Silvestri Gatekeep or whatever that dude's name is and Sarah Green Girl Boss. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this um this sequence is so good because it's where you realize like immediately how fucked these people are just right off the bat, right? Because right. it is it is so 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 fucking spooky this bit. Um, they, it's so spookums. It's so spookums, and it's great because you realize that the so-called paranormal investigator has no idea what she's talking about. Like, she does, but she can't quite grasp it because uh, they bring out a light pen, and she highlights the uh, the very clear silhouette of, like, this ghost. Um, and she's like, oh, I think that's, like, a face as she, like, outlines the shoulder, right? So mm. it's it's a really good, like, first breadcrumb of how evident it is that nobody knows what the fuck is going on as this movie keeps rolling right <laughs> we finished talking about like the first 30 minutes of this movie in the first 40 minutes of this podcast um, let's go well let's I mean, fucking to be fair, go. so much of that was spent talking about saw <laughs> yeah uh and also like this movie is, is so is so methodical right it, it, it moves at such a slow like calculated pace and um i think once you get this uh once you get this like um, this bit of this uh, footage, it, it really, like, you know, pricks you in the back for, like, the rest of this movie where you know something is going to happen and it's going to be right. very bad. Right. Um, the, uh, we, we're, we're back on Fox Hill Drive and, uh, we, we hear about, uh, Pam's ex-husband's dark room that's in the basement that was boarded up. Uh-huh. Because, uh... They, we, they boarded up because Kimmy saw pipes down there, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, Pamela went down there, and she like felt a presence, and like got so scared that they closed it off. And do you wanna do you wanna tell us what the name of this room is called? Well, I believe it's called a glory hole. I believe they call it a glory hole for this entire fucking movie. <laughs> and it's in the most in one of the most intense moments of this movie, like. Like fucking Rustin Parr, like Blair, in, like this movie's equivalent of when they stumble across Rustin Parr's house in the Blair Witch Project. Uh -huh. like, they're called, they're saying, "Oh fuck, we have to go down to the glory hole." <laughs> it's so funny. Like I don't know if that has a different like slang application in Britain or something, but it, it must. There's no way that they're talking about a, a bathroom door where you can stick. No, your no, no, no. Totally, totally not. But it's so, it's so fucking funny. Like every time they're like, "Oh, oh, pipe, pipes is down in the glory hole." It's it's like, yeah, like 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 I said, pipes got pipes. Pipes, pack and schmied at the glory hole is all you gotta know. It's all <laughs> you gotta know. Pipes and schmied is too fat. <laughs> That's why he keeps banging on the walls. He's trying to walk around, but his massive dong keeps busting into the central heating. <laughs> yeah, he won't. He, he doesn't fit through the glory hole, and he's so sad about it. Yeah, he's real upset. He needs his schmied sucked by a stranger. <laughs> Don't we all in this day and age? Yeah. So they we we get we also uh that we find out that Pam tried to uh get the, get her and the girls moved out, but the housing authority was like, nah, y'all gotta stay there. We don't believe you. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is when like we see all like the newspaper clippings, right? Where she's like, well, we tried to go to the news about it, and they just treated us like they they just made us look out like to be idiots. Yeah, stinky ghost in my house of hell, that kind of thing. Yeah, Stinky Ghost, My House of Hell, I've seen devils, I've seen demons, I've seen footage, uh -huh. I stay noited. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, 
and uh, uh, so then at, that, at this at this point, Pam heads out to the on-site studio, which is like in a little trailer, so she's like not in the house proper. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they they field some calls, nothing much, just like a couple of like just a couple of like people talking about their own paranormal experiences. Uh huh. So we've got some footage of Suzanne in a sleep study of some variety, using some sensory deprivation shit to deprive her of all of her senses, and then. During this, we she she spoke in Pipes' voice. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a really like throaty like kind kind of classic you know horror movie demon voice you know right yeah your mother sucks cocks in hell type shit yeah totally totally I think it's definitely um definitely playing on like the tropes and expectations of like a demonic possession movie here um mm-hmm. and I think that's another like kind of sense of misdirection of this film where it's like oh maybe maybe it's like demonic possession right and it sort of is but not really it, it's a it's much more um much more sinister than that and i think when we get to the end of the movie um i i want to talk just a little bit about like the way they handle the nature of the ghost in this movie because i think it's really interesting yeah um so we we get this we get this audio of pipes's voice and while while michael and lynn are listening to this there is like a shadow behind lynn in the darkness they're they're playing this tape back and it's going back and forth and you just see this like shape emerge behind her and if you know you know because pipes in this movie i think has about three really obvious on-screen appearances but like He's in this movie about eight or nine times, just, like, in mm-hmm. the background of stuff. And it's, oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's so spookums. Yeah, it's real spooky. This, like, like spooky is such a good word for this movie because it's, like, just constantly ratcheting up until you're just like, ah, bah, you got yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is when we meet uh, Dr. Emilio Silvestri, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's his name. I think this is one of He's the skeptic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know what he does? He's skeptical. He's skeptical. He, like, Skypes in from New York City and just looks and acts like an asshole. And, um, you know, uh, is is just kind of there to, like, cast blame on this whole thing and on the doctor and her whole sort of... Uh, I, I enjoy the fact that there's, like... I enjoy the fact that there's like a JPEG of the New York of the New York City <laughs> yeah. skyline at night because it's like it would be like 3 p.m. at the time of this record at the time mm-hmm. of this broadcast. Yeah, they just have like a they have like a poster of the New York skyline tacked up behind them. It's really funny. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But uh, Dr. Emilio Silvestri is just like, yeah, this this seems like a crock of shit. I don't know about you, Dr. L- I don't know about you, Dr. Lynn, if you are a real doctor. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, totally. I'm gatekeeping. He's gatekeeping. We 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 uh I was going to say we stand a gatekeeper, but we don't really. We, we stand a girl boss, you know, who is mm-hmm. just, just doing her best out here in this movie. So we get done with Emilio Silvestri, and we get a... Sarah recounts her uh, paranormal experience, mm-hmm. which... Um, I didn't mark. I didn't write down actually what her paranormal experience was, but I did mark down that she had one. Yeah, it's this story about how she goes to this... Um, like like a like a hotel or something and she sees a ghost and then she finds out that there were bodies buried in the uh garden outside and she goes back right. into the she goes back into the room and she's like it's okay you don't have to worry about anything and the ghost is like pleased or whatever like she feels she feels a nice vibe about the room which is such a such a cruel right. she, joke. She started talking. She started talking about an Indian. She started talking about a, a, the ghost of an Indian man, and I was like, uh, I, I was surprised when I found out they were talking about like actually someone from India and yeah. not like a, a dated term for Native American. You always got to worry when it comes to British media, right? 
Um, right. I, I think I think this is a really great like cruel joke that this movie plays, where it's like, oh, like, oh, the ghost is so nice. Like, oh, I felt so good. It was such a good thing to do. And then we get to the end of this movie, and we are in literal like hell. <laughs> So, stinky ghost house from hell. Yeah, stinky ghost house of hell. Exactly. So Kim Kimberly now goes to Betty Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and the house is someone. Uh, Sarah knows that the house is cold after she tucks Kimmy into bed. Um, and the audio man. Is, the, the, she talks to her cameraman and her audio guy, and the audio man's like, "Yeah, I heard some. Uh, I heard some animal scratching." And the cameraman's like, "Yeah, my watch stopped at nine thirty. Weird. <laughs> yeah, weird, huh? Strange." Odd. Well, I guess I guess we're fine. Nothing, nothing weird about this. When we have already like gotten the uh, the information from the you know the doctor that clocks stop in this house, you know, like all this stuff that they mention has been telegraphed earlier in the movie. Right. Um. We 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 head back to the studio and we we get a story from a man whose identity has been protected. So his name is Pixelface, and he tells, he tells a story about a man. <clears throat> He tells a story about a ghost he saw that was the spitting man because this he the the ghost spit on his mackerel, the ghost spit on his porch, the ghost spit on his shoes. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out the ghost was also in addition to being a spitting man, the ghost is a shitting man because yeah. he found shit in his uh, smeared on his door, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. That's my favorite uh, interactive PS4 game, the shitting the shitting man. You know, like quiet, quiet man, the shitting man. Oh, okay. That yeah, that one was a bit of a stretch. I, I'll be honest. I thought that's what you were going for, but I was like, is there a thing that like is closer to no? Shitting man I I don't quiet? know much. I I don't know much about the quiet man, but you know you know how brains. All work. I know is mom's dead parkour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, he um. R.I.P. Giant Bomb. Yeah, he meets the uh, he meets the 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 spitting shitting the incredible spitting shitting man essentially, and yeah, um, I I don't know that this is like. I don't know if this comes to anything, right? I think it's just more set up for some of the for one of the things that happens later. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, we we head outside. We head outside back to back to Craig, and he's outside. He's uh he's just chilling. Oh, he's this, talking this, to her neighbors. This scene's so good. He's talking to her neighbors. He talks to two women. One who has like a, a one who has like a Jordy accent, which I just I I only know of it because I love to hear Jordy accents. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's Jordy at least. I apologize. I apologize to the UK correspondents if it is in fact not a Jordy accent. Um, but they he, they talk about how Judy how Judy Whalen went missing and also a five year old oh, got knifed. God. Well, well, well. What they're saying is like you know if a five year old gets knifed, you hear about it, but Judy Whalen just like vanished, right? Like right. like she just disappeared. And this this oh my god, I love this part so much. Like these two women are so good in this because like. You you finally like get the first inkling that whatever the fuck is going on in this house is so like evil that it's causing this entire neighborhood like to experience this trauma, right? And it's right. It, it's just this b- completely bizarre and unexplainable event where kids are just vanishing, like dogs are showing up like disemboweled in this park area. It's it, oh. Oh, it's so fucked up. It's so good. It's really good. But uh, Craig heads down to another crowd of guys and grabs one of the men from there, uh, an Arthur Lacey, mm-hmm. who is a who is a a British Royal Guard in his day job, but is also an exorcist uh, <laughs> by night. Yeah, why not? You know. Yeah, but uh, within that crowd, there is a fucked up man with a 
there the pipes is in the crowd. Yeah, it, it's like a split second, but if you look really closely, you can see a dude with a huge like gash in the side of his face standing behind this guy, and that's pipes, just like in fully in the crowd in this bit. He's just chilling. He's just chilling, keeping an eye on things, you know. Um, but we head back to we head back to uh, we we're done talking to Arthur because he was he wasn't very good at our, uh, exercising the building. No, not uh, at we, all. We hit. We head back to Fox Hill Drive, and we find a piss circle on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a, Pipes has come out and dropped a perfectly circular, like, rug of urine into this room. But um, I, I, I think uh, she, she gets a line where she's, like, offhandedly like, oh, it's almost like a, like a cat got in here. And uh, that may be important later. Maybe. Ooh, ringing ringing the foreshadowing bell on that one. But, um... They they try they try to locate the source of this uh, perfectly circular like liquid circle, and uh, this is where this is where shit kind of like pops off for the first time, right? Like something happens here. Um, maybe I don't know. I don't think. So. Well, what what happens here is that they they like try and suck up the piss circle with like a little like water blotter thing because they want to test it versus like they. It's not piss, it's actually water, probably. Uh, probably, or ecto-juice or whatever. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, we're just going to compare this to, like, the, the magnesium levels of water in the area, just for comparison's sake. Uh, but then they turn around, and Suzanne's there. Yeah. Ah! Spooky. She's spooky, but she's just grabbing a... She's just grabbing a snack. Uh, and, uh, I, I... Sarah makes her a little glass of water, and there's no water that comes out, but then all of a sudden a bunch of water comes out at once. Mm-hmm. Um, we head back to the studio. Uh, there's another phone call. Someone's cheese and pickle sandwich got knocked over <laughs> by a ghost. Yeah, the the, Which, the the detail of the fact that it's a cheese and pickle sandwich is really funny. Like, I think the ghost is just trying to be like, dude, eat something that tastes better than that. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I like a, I like a cheese, I like a pickle, I like a sandwich. I don't think I would just eat a sandwich that is only those three objects. It, it reminds, right? it reminds me of this old like, um. Maybe it was Heathcliff. I, I, when I was young, I had like, I, I had like a comic. I had like, my dad got me just like a, uh, a smattering of comic books. I think one of them sure. was like an actual like comic book length Heathcliff comic. Uh huh. Um, and in it, Heathcliff's owner is enjoying a cheese and ketchup sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah. All these kind of sounding like depression meals I would have made in college, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I can't say that I haven't had a cheese and pickle sandwich, but I will say I won't have one in the future, you know? Right. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> if I'm hanging out with the lads, I'm not throwing together a cheese and pickle sandwich. No, no, totally, totally not. Even if I did just get signed to pickle records. <laughs> Uh, so they're, um, uh, they're back at Fox Hill. Uh, the, why does my notes just say it's moving? Uh, because I think this is where shit starts happening, right? Um, yeah, there's, right. there's the, um, I think this is the bit where we, we, the kid, uh, put the kids to bed. Uh, no. Put the kids to bed, folks. Yeah, the kids, the kids have been in bed. And I think, uh, if my chronology of this movie is right in my head, this is when we get our first burst of like um the the animal scratching and like the uh like like the noises and all that kind of stuff like like um S Suzanne f or whatever her name is uh, freaking out a bit uh right right this is this is about the area where something kind of starts to like actually happen here you know or mm -hmm. I think right 
Like this is this is well the bed the bed starts moving uh, and pipes is here the, and then there's drawings strewn about the floor. Oh yeah 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 and they and they, they they go downstairs. There's a sound because um, one of the girls starts shouting they're like pipes is here. So they head downstairs and there's like a bunch of drawings of pipes that are like leading to the like back door, uh, which is like a, you know like a glass a glass door. Um, they get there. There's like a, a bunch of markers arranged in a circle. Mm-hmm. And there's a little kitty cat outside who just says hello, who just meows and says hello. Yeah. Um, but then in the reflection of the glass door, we see pipes oh. just chilling out back there. Yeah. For like half a second, the camera pulls up and you see pipes just standing behind the people. Uh, it's so good. Like when I watched this the first time, I got jump scared by the cat, and then like going straight into the bit where he's like back there, I was like, ah, like yeah, <laughs> okay. I cannot believe this movie turned cats into a source of horror for me. Yeah, the, the the cat stuff in this movie is, like, terrifying. And I think that's because, like, fucked up noises always, like, set me on edge. And there are a lot of fucked up noises in the back of this, in the back half of this film. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, uh... There's a lot of thudding going on, uh, and we we go in we go into the hallway and we see uh, that we, we go up into the upstairs we go back upstairs, and we see that Suzanne has left the bathroom has left their, her bedroom but she's not in the hallway where is she? Oh uh, no! It turns out she was the one who was banging on the wall to make the thuds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is a this is a bit where we it, it throws in a lot of conflict. We're like, oh, this is obviously all fake. Like, oh, they've been doing it the whole time. And, and the, the paranormal investigator is like, no, you dipshit. It's not fake. Like, they're just doing this so you'll keep the cameras on so you can get, like, the real stuff. Like, like they don't want us to, like, stop looking at this, right? Like, they're in, I think she calls it, like, a sympathetic haunting phase or some something like that. But um, some, some bullshit like that. Yeah, but, but, the, but the intention is that the movie is now trying to get you to think that this has all been bullshit, right? And, like, yeah, it, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good setup for what the, what's going to happen in, like, the last bit of this. Oh. So what what um what happens next is that uh uh Emilio is back on the line and he's like hey uh looks like I was right I'm gonna teabag on your program <laughs> yeah. uh gonna flash gonna 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 post Goatsy to own you uh on video um and but so they, they just have another argument with him uh but we get some more calls about a shadowy figure that is described in detail as like. Uh, like he's bald. It's an old man or a woman. Uh, they're wearing black. There's like a lot of details about the person that about about pipes that we have not uh, retained up till now. Mm-hmm. Um, we get another ghost story from uh from someone else uh whose name is Laura. Uh, but her audio gets gun- her her audio gets real chunched up, so they don't get to the end of it. Yeah, like like the the um. This is the this is the one where she's on the screen and it cuts out and like the picture gets all fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the fucking good shit. That's the good shit. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the uh, one of the there's another another round of callers. Uh, one of them says, "Hey, uh, my kids won't go to bed because they can't stop watching Ghost Watch. Also, the kids are saying it's nine thirty because all the clocks stopped at nine thirty, and also there's blood on the wallpaper. Oh God, please help!" Yeah, my and, husband uh, face planted into a glass table, and the blood flew up and went on our wallpaper. It's 
it's a lot. <laughs> really, just a whole lot. I, I feel like Ghostwatch is not the program you should be calling them. Now. Yeah, like, hey, uh, I called an ambulance, but it's just kind of fucked. Uh, what are y'all gonna do about this? Yeah, uh, while we're waiting, while we're waiting for the, while we're waiting for the, while we're waiting for the ambulance to get here, what, is, what what's going on over there? How y'all, <laughs> how y'all, how y'all doing? Up? Yeah, yeah. How's how's what's the vibe at the station these days? You know, right. Um, they then they roll like uh, a clip of uh, Kimmy in uh, like some like in the same place that put Suzanne in the sensory deprivation earlier. Kimmy's just being interviewed about what pipes looks like and, um. Her description of pipes is identical to what everyone else has been saying about pipes as they've seen her, uh-huh. and they also explicate that like that broadcast that that interview was never like broadcast anywhere, was never like put in print journals or anything. Mm-hmm. So that's spooky, very spooky. Yeah, we head back to Fox Hill, and Suzanne is ex- Suzanne is uh, Suzanne's having a rough one. Uh, she is uh, all marked up in the face again, like she was that one time. Uh huh. Um. And, uh, like, she's being really, really weird. Sarah heads to the bathroom to, like, get her a glass of water or something, and someone, like, breathes on her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And that that, that got me. Yeah, that really it, got me. It's so, it's so spooky. It's so good. Like, like, I keep saying that about this movie, but, like, every so often there's a moment that's just like, I, uh, like, just, just skin-crawling stuff in this film. Yeah. Um... We get a very important phone call back on the studio from a woman named Mary Christopher who says that there was a baby murder. There was a, uh, like, a, a, a toddler rancher. Like, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> she calls, she calls, she doesn't call him, like, a toddler rancher, but she calls him something very similar. Like a kid, like, like a kid farmer or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Mother, but Mother it turns Seddon out, is her name. Yeah, but it turns out that she was a kid murderer. Mm-hmm. Who lived in Fox Hill? It, it was not. It was like Fox Hill Terrace at the time, or something. Yeah, she's she, she's someone who like historically is like uh, someone who like adopts kids into her care and then kills them just to collect the money for it, right? Um, right. I, I did I did research about this when I watched this for the first time, and um, apparently that was something that really happened in England around this time. Like, oh, great! Like not in the '90s, but like in the in the vampire times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was a baby murderer who lived in the house where the girls are. But so we gotta get the we gotta get the girls out of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um. Kim uh, sees Kim. Kimmy sees someone who looks like a mo- who looks like who kind of looks like her mom, and there's a whole hell of a lot of thudding going on. Yeah. And this is when we find out that Pipes really wants everyone to stay in one place. Yes. Oh. Oh my God. This is where shit starts popping off. Um. This is where this is where they try to get them out of the house, and Kimmy's like, "I have to talk to someone," and it's like, "Who are you talking to?" And it's like, "Pipes," and where's Pipes? And she's like, "He's right there." And she points like at the corner with the curtains, and there's nothing there. Oh, it, mm-hmm. it's so good. They they all like they like rip them out of the room. Everyone starts like screaming, and like you said, we very quickly realize that none of these people are going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're all just kind of trapped in there. Uh huh. It's it's so good, and um, this is I think from here on out is where the roller coaster drops, and everything just goes to hell in the handbasket, right? Yeah, because because what what happens is there's a whole lot of calls from people who keep saying that there's some spooky shit happening in their homes or in the house. Uh huh. Um, there there's like a direct plea by Mike the 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 phones man to be like please uh if if it, you someone call someone very someone with a very important message called uh but they hung up before someone could talk to them please call back we have operators waiting 
Um, we head back to Fox Hill Drive, and the video footage is extremely scunched. Mm-hmm. And I love this shit. Whenever like there's a whenever there is like degradation of the video of video footage, I I live for that shit. The very first I I talked about it like this has been true as long as we've been doing this podcast. Literally the very first episode, there's uh-huh. like some data moshing type shit that happens. It's so good. It's so good. Like like the like the video stuff they do in this movie is incredible. Um. I think in one of these data moshes sequence, you actually do see Pipe's face for like a split second, like ingrained yeah, into the waves. Yeah, you fully do. Yeah, it, it's so good. Um, so so a lot happens here, and it's kind of hard for me in my memory of this to keep up with it. But um, I know I know like shit starts popping off, like the lights go out. They have to find Kimmy, and they go the like the lights so, in the house. So, 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 go well, out. The, here's the, here I've got I've got the order okay, of things perfect, written down. Perfect. I took I took some very extensive notes on this because I knew that this would be really hard to keep straight in my mind. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so what happens first is that there's a bunch of feedback noise. There's some thudding. They're like in the main uh, they're like in the main hallway or the the main like living room of the house. Uh-huh. Um, a painting flies off the wall and pipes start speaking through Suzanne, who's like oh. chilling in the corner. Yeah, she's like and curled Pipe's, up in the corner and what oh is, my it, God. like she starts saying like some like nursery rhyme type shit, right? Yeah, it's like um, around and around the garden we go like a teddy bear and then like fee-fi-fo-fum, uh, what big hands you have, like just stuff like that. Like there's a transcript yeah. of it, but that's that's the bits of it I remember. Right. Um, and that's, this is when Kimmy goes missing and they, they, they are, they're looking for her. There's running water in the kitchen and uh, Kimmy's little uh, stuffed Benui is, uh, no. is like being, being rinsed uh, very thoroughly by the sink. Uh-huh. Um, they find Kimmy hiding behind the fridge, uh, and then a cat starts yowling from the glory Ooh, hole. Yeah, this is, this is where this movie starts fucking me up, like, right here. Like, this is where, yeah. this is where I start feeling, like, just chills. <laughs> so, like, they, they pop, like, the, 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 door, the, the, the glory hole has been, like, sealed off because of reasons, because of Pipe's reasons, uh, but as soon as they, uh, unseal it, uh, the cat yowling stops. Uh-huh. Um, they open the door and they, you see like for a, ha- you see a fucked up guy for like a half a second standing in the doorway. Yeah. And then the cameraman passes the fuck out. Yeah. He, 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 um, what happens is the mirror behind him falls off and shatters and like, yes, bloodies him is, is, and he, yes. and he falls over. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, then all of a sudden they turn around and the door is closed and Suzanne is like in the basement is like, pipes don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. No pipes, please don't hurt me. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, the video feed goes dead and then we, we cut, we, it like cuts to outside and like, this is one of the, this is one of the spookiest moments of this to me. Like absolutely mm-hmm. nothing happens here, but it's like they cut to outside and Craig is talking with the, the tech guy, Alan, and they're just like. Oh, seems fine from out here. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty quiet, you know, nothing going on in there. Yeah. And like over the line, they're like desperately trying to get a hold of Craig. They're like, Craig, is anything happening in there? Like, what is going on? Nobody knows what's happening. Craig is just like chatting. Uh, uh, He can't hear them talking to him. It it, it, like, like, like the, the chaos and unsurety, like, um, you know, instability of this part's really great. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Parkinson's just like, please, anything. Uh, Dr. Pasco has no idea what the fuck's going on. And, um, yeah, some more shit happens. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we, we get the, we get back to Fox Hill Drive and everything looks fine. Uh, there is like a, a shot of like, uh, uh, Sarah, the two girls and, uh, the cameraman like playing a board game while they're eating snacks or on the living room table. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad is happening. Nothing and bad. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, 
Some, and then we go back to the studio, and someone calls with the the house his, with some more history of the house. Yeah. And this is like this is the one like ugh, that I have about this movie. This movie, this movie would be a full five stars for me if not for like this two minute conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Like the thing, the thing is, like this is there, it's just one detail of this conversation that makes me groan uh-huh. because like it's it's someone in this uh, they they talk about the history of the house which is that uh back in the 60s when subletting was illegal someone sublet the room so it wouldn't have shown up on the transcripts of, or not the transcripts the like the history of the house that they that was like kept legally um they uh they it, it was like a couple let the room to their child uh and their nephew uh, their nephew their nephew thank yeah. you um, he was possessed by a woman. I'm assuming the wo- the ghost of the woman who was the child murderer. Yes. And it, yes. And it made him trans his gender. It, yeah. Uh, he, he starts. They, oh, he started wearing dresses. Ooh. It it sucks ass, but it's almost like overwrought to the point of comedy where this dude's like, he said there was a woman inside him, and he started wearing dresses. It's like, come the on, thing is, dude. It's almost the thing is if if this if this was happen if this came out like. Not in 1992. I would be with you on that, but like this is in 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 92. Like yeah. I I don't I I don't feel like I, I'm not willing to get I'm not willing to extend that all over. No 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 one. no. Like like I'm I'm not like I'm not saying it is, but it's one of those things where like the 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 story of this is what I think is something is very interesting is that the nature of this ghost is that it's it's like an onion right it's like shrek it's got layers is that yes. w- whatever is the presence in this house is like layering itself over and over and over again of like layers of the evil which has occurred here and so the ghost is not this nephew and it's not mother Seddon, and it's not whatever happened before then it's like an amalgamation of all those things which i think is horrifying right like conceptually but the fact that they handle it like this and have it like oh it's so shocking you know, he wore a dress. It, it, it sucks ass, right? Like, it's it's bad. So mm-hmm. that is the one thing about this movie that I'm like, uh, you know. Yeah. But we we keep we, we find out some more things, which is that this man killed himself under the stairs when his parent when his uh, aunt and uncle were away on vacation, and so he was hanging dead uh, from a noose for twelve days, uh, and he locked himself down there with a whole bunch of kitties. Yeah. And the cats got hungry and they ate him. Which <laughs> go off. Go off. Fuck. It's 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 spooky. Like uh, uh, and it's it's at, it's at this point that uh that Lynn that uh Dr. Lynn uh is like, "Oh fuck. Oh shit. This is this yeah. is earlier footage. Look, that painting that painting that flew off the wall earlier. That's still on the wall. She the says, ghost is in the machine. The ghost is in the machine. It's so fucking good. And then we get what like is this... the scariest part of this entire movie for me. By far. Where they are looking at the footage and it like rips open and like data moshes and cuts to this black shot of the interior of the house. And you get like the most like hole clinching, like spine chilling inhuman demon noise I have ever heard in a movie as it does this. Like the transition between the, the, the repeating footage and this like, just inky dark like nihilistic like just awful interior of this destroyed house as this like creature just like screams into the audio oh my god oh my god it may be my favorite moment of this whole movie like honestly yeah it's 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 so 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 good um the the uh they 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 come back to the studio and there is uh a wind uh in it which is yeah it's 
it's uh, the the Doctor Lin says, "Oh fuck, we made a seance on accident with with the great with with everyone watching right now." Oh fuck! Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Oh piss! Yeah. Um, we cut to like outside where Craig is chilling, but he's not chilling anymore because he's trying to like the cops are rolling up. Uh huh. Um, and we see Kimmy. Kimmy's outside. Kimmy's fine. She like leads them into the house, mm-hmm. but. I didn't clock this until just now because like Kimmy leads them into the house and then we cut back to inside the house and there is absolutely nobody coming into that house. No, 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 absolutely not. I, I don't think, I don't think she leads them back into the house. I think, um, she's like, she, they're like running out of the house with their mom and they like run down an alleyway for some reason. And like, they bring them back out. I don't know if anyone actually goes back into the house between now and then, but, um, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that like the cops do though. Like, yeah. The cops have. Yeah. 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 Like something is implied to happen here, but when we're back in the house, there's nobody in here. Like, like the... nobody's in there and it's so dark that they turn on the infrared and it, this is like, I like literally nothing happens here, but my hole was clenched. Oh, absolutely. Terrified anticipation. You, the you, time. you fully expect there to be like a descent style thing where like they move the camera and pipes is like standing behind her during this. Um, right. And uh, this is, this is like the ass end of this movie, right? They, they have the infrared camera. It's Sarah and the cameraman like trying to um, like, like find out what's going on. Uh, they hear, uh, is it Kimmy or Suzanne's voice coming from the glory hole that they hear? Um, uh, I think it's Kimmy's, but I couldn't say for sure. Yeah, they hear one of their voices. No, it's Suzanne's, it's Suzanne's. Yeah, because Kimmy is, like, out of the house. They may both be out of the house. Like, I don't know. This could be, this could be, like, a pipes trick, right? I have no idea. But, um, they, they hear her voice down there, and, um... Sarah is like trying to get the glory hole open. She can't get it open. And there's like a wind and like cats yelling. The door like flies open and she goes in and the cameraman's like, Sarah. And the door just slams shut as she goes in. And like, yeah. that's it. Uh, that's it. That's the cat, well, the cats start yowling. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. So that's and like, then we go back to the studio in which case the, at which the host is like keeping the host is like just the host is chilling. Yeah, like like the what happens here is it cuts back after the door closes, like a light bulb pops in the studio, uh, the 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 glass rains down, and you do see pipes for like half a second up on the scaffolding. Um, people are like evacuating the studio. Pass uh, the doctor is left. Like Mike is like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving until we find out what happened to my wife. You know, and uh, uh, Parkinson, the presenter, is just sitting there like, uh, there's there's people are leaving the studio and the lights go out. He's like, Oh, it's gone dark. It's gone very dark. Oh, the emergency lights are going on. And then we get an absolutely wild ending to this movie. Mm-hmm. He, um, you want, you go for it. Yeah. So he, he, he's there. Like, like the camera comes back on, uh, there's like blue emergency lights on and you hear him like, uh, like kind of shuffling around off camera uh, he's saying some shit like, oh, I don't know where everyone's gone. I don't know what's going on. And he's like kind of rambling. And then he starts saying the fucking like children's rhyme that we heard pipes do where he's like, uh, you know, round the round the garden we go like a teddy bear. He like stumbles in the frame, but you don't see his face. And then he just mm-hmm. starts like talking in the demon voice, like into the and camera. Th- there's, and then there's some cat yowling, and that's the movie. That's the fucking movie. Oh my god. <laughs> that's Ghost Watch. That's fucking I... Ghost Watch. 
Uh, so on a scale of zero to five pipe schmeats, how many pipe dicks? How many pipe? How many of pipes is fat cock are you gonna give this one? Easily four and a half. It would be it would yeah. be five if it didn't do a little transphobia, but uh, yeah, otherwise that's that's absolutely the word. That's yeah, absolutely the thing. This would be this would be a perfect five star film. It is it is so well made. There is so much attention to detail. It is like precisely my shit. Like I love. Uh, conceptually movies about like ghost hunters stepping into shit that goes very badly but most of the time they're not like amazing this movie is like toe-to-tip perfect in that way like the unsolved yeah, mysteries absolutely. unsolved mystery stuff at the beginning uh interviewing all these people who have no idea what's going on like slowly realizing that this is maybe not even a ghost but just like something completely outside of their realm of knowledge uh, just like the nihilism, the ambition of the ending, which implies that like Ghostwatch has somehow possessed the television sets of every living room in Britain. It's it's oh my god, it's so good. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I love this movie. I really yeah, do. Yeah. I, I'm I I'm just like I'm sitting strong at the four and a half for same reasons as you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I highly recommend this. It is it is free to watch. On archive.org. Archive. Yeah, God bless archive.org. A big W on this one. Yeah, thank you. Please please watch this one. Genuinely recommend it. Yeah. But like make sure to make sure to watch it as uh wait make sure to watch make sure to like set the environment right. Like you gotta you gotta give yourself to this one. This yeah. one's Yeah, if you're not if you're not paying like full attention to this movie, it's really easy to like just look at <laughs> you your gotta, phone. Yeah. You have to re- you have to really you have to really come into this one ready to play ball. It's like the hypnosis of movies. It really kind of is. Like uh we were watching it <laughs> and you were like, uh this is kind of putting me to sleep, right? Like this British man just sort of talking and all that. And um, they... right. I I mean, I specifically brought that up because I, for the last eight years of my life, I have watched YouTube channel Grand Illusions to fall asleep every night, pretty much every night. Hell yeah! And so, like, I have associated in my head British people talking is sleepy time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it really does lull you in and then get your ass. It 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 got my ass. Like the first time I saw it, it got my ass like fully for like a week. I was I was scared from this movie and like. Watching it again, I, I think I paid a lot more attention to, like, the craft of it, but um, it, it's still incredibly spooky, even if you know how it shakes out. Yeah. Good shit. Very good shit. The, the thing that, like, blew my mind about this movie is that, like, I I don't think this is... This, I, this is, like... Mm-hmm. By rule, by the rules of, I don't think I would define this as found footage, just because it's like documentary. The, it's like mockumentary almost. Right, but the thing is that, like, this is like the, I don't understand how this is not talked about. Like, it, this is genuinely like among like among horror fans. I think it has a reputation, right? But it doesn't have that cultural splash that Blair Witch does because. When this movie came out, it broadcast once on the BBC and, right, and right. fucked people up never so bad again. that they never showed it again. And it has, um, it has like a cult reputation overseas. And like I said, like people who know a, a, a little about horror and like found footage are, are aware of it, but um, it, it just doesn't have that like je ne sais quoi about it. Like it just didn't have the right set of, I guess, cultural like, I I, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't just. It, it didn't have the reach that something like Blair Witch would have, right? And so it, I, I don't think it gets uh, mentioned in those conversations by most people because most people just haven't seen it, which is a shame uh, because this movie is great. And um, Yeah, watch this shit. I think it's also a question of accessibility, right? Because 
before this was on archive.org there was no like real way to Legal watch way. this yeah, yeah like especially in the states it was on shutter streaming for like a year or so but it's since been taken down so like really 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 check this out while you have the chance because it's it's incredible yeah very very good um we got now we're gonna do recommendations yeah I, uh, I I feel like I had my recommendation. You know, I talked for 10 minutes about the Saw franchise. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give that a hearty thumbs up from me this week. Uh, another thing that I've been getting into recently is... Um, I was hoping I could look around my room and see something that would kind of trigger something in my brain, but I don't think so. Uh, so I'm just going to stick with my recommendation of the Saw franchise. How about you? Hell yeah. My recommendation this week... Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to recommend another... Okay, you know what? Anime recommendation time. I'm going to recommend anime from this season, Tokyo Revengers. The premise is that uh, a 20-something... Uh, a 20-something failure... <laughs> His word's not mine. A 20-something failure who's working a dead-end retail job finds out one day that uh, the only girlfriend he ever had back in high school was killed in the crossfire of a gang-related incident. Mm -hmm. um, and he is emotionally distraught about it to the point that he travels back in time 15 years to when he was a high schooler. Well, a middle schooler. Um, back when he met this girl and he finds out that he has the ability to change the time stream so as to attempt to save his, uh, his, his one and only girlfriend because, and he's just like, well, I guess I will save her. And it's, it's really, really good. Um, I really like it. It's very funny. It's got, it's got a lot of heart. Um, I, I like the main character design a lot. Uh, yeah. Tokyo Revengers. That's my recommendation. Nice. I'll check it out. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute delight. Thank you for having me. I would love to uh, join in for the future. Uh, like oh yeah, Soptember is fully happening. Soptember, yeah. Uh, like I said, this was a Trojan horse. I come in here with very good movie Ghostwatch, and the next time I'm on, I'm going to make you watch something like Despiser, like some just absolute bullshit bottom-of-the-barrel Amazon Prime-like streaming horror film. But, uh, yeah, no, this is great. Thank you for having me. Tr truly cannot wait. Where can, people, where can people find you? Plug your shit. Yeah, uh, I've got a few things. Uh, if you want to follow my Twitter, that is at Kurskoat. If you'd like to hear more of my movie opinions, I'm on Letterboxd at Sewerpeak, P-E-A-K. I have two other podcasts I do. One is Emoji Drome with Sylvie from Friends at the Table. Uh, we, we talk about Silly, emoji. Silly friends at the table and and frequent frequent Schlocktober guests on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all have done some really great movies with her on this. Um, yeah. Y that was the anti-masturbation, like, demon horror film, right? She was on for that? Uh, like, the lock-in or whatever? Or is that someone else? That was, yep, that was that was her. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I do that with her. We, we pick a different emoji every week. We talk about it. We make jokes. Uh, we have a Twitter at Emojidrome and we're on podcast. And I also do a subsequent movie podcast with my friend Niall, where we do themed movies that we work through every week. Um, you may formally know that as Borat Club, where we watched Borat every week for a year. But um, now we're doing a, a sort of alternating John Travolta and Nicolas Cage programming. Uh, we just watched Pulp Fiction, and honestly, still still pretty good, right? Like, uh, controversial opinion, but I enjoyed watching Pulp Fiction. The um, thing is that Quentin Tarantino is a shitty dude uh -huh. who really loves to say the N-word. Yeah. Makes a decent movie. Makes a decent movie every now and then, but um, you can you can go check that out, subsequent movie podcast. Uh, 
we have a Twitter for that one, which is still at Borat Club. But um, I think that's about it. I, I think I kind of covered my bases here. Uh, anything else we have to add? Uh, well, I still have to do my shit. So thank you very much to Noisebase.xyz for hosting this and so many other great podcasts, such as the ones, such as the other ones that I do, such as The Wonder Years, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with my friends Blair and Seda, uh, such as Juju, uh, Special Grade Snacks, a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast. Uh, we're not doing any more episodes right now because the show is not airing currently, but there's there's 14 episodes of that. You should go listen to it. Um, we're going to do an episode again when the movie comes out later this year. Um, like Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a leftism podcast that I do, uh, that updates on a very infrequent basis that we might, we might have an, hey, uh, spoiler alert, but we might have an episode coming out soon. Uh, and, uh, uh, so many other great podcasts such as Zero to Zero, which just wrapped, uh, it's, it's, uh, episode by episode watch of the Snyder Cut and is now moving on to, uh, what seems to be the other DC Universe movies. Uh, so they just they're 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 doing Batman versus Superman next, and I'm very excited to listen to that episode because that's a that's a movie. Hell yeah! Uh, if you want to find us, we are fearbaiting on Twitter. We are also fearbaiting on Patreon, Patreon.com/fearbaiting, where you can go to support the podcast. One buck a month, early access to the episodes. Five bucks a month, name right on the podcast, and you can send a message in. Ten bucks a month, all of that, and you get to demand a movie for us to watch. So thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran, hmm, Kit Spindler, and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so 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 much. Um, I uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at uh, sunhatgenya s u n h a t z h e n y a. Um, Blair is my regular editor for this show. He is on Twitter at Blair Kitch, and Seda is our is an incredible musician who. So we are so grateful for doing the intro and outro music for this podcast. If you want to find more of their stuff, you can find them making music as people you meet outside of bars or just go to gaygothvibes.online. Hell yeah. I believe that is everything, so I think we can get out of here. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Ryan. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night, y'all.